So we just did an intro for this episode. We forgot to say, don't forget to like, subscribe, (laughs) (laughs) subscribe and comment, guys. Uh, We don't get paid for these episodes, guys. We don't make no money. So your likes and your comments really like it keeps us going, guys. It helps us fight through this depression. (laughs) Uh, Without further ado, I'm going to cue the actual intro right about now. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to the Morning Dinner Podcast. This is your boy, Kim and Chuck. What up? And we host the morning dinner podcast based out of Las Vegas. This is how you know we ain't rappers, yeah, bro. Yeah, we definitely Welcome ain't. back to the morning dinner podcast, everybody. You are tuning in to episode 79. 80. 80. <laughs> what? No. No, we're 79, bro. 100? We just did episode 78 with Dude, Josh. I'm super proud of us. That's pretty far. Are you thinking ahead? That's for sure. We just yeah. wrapped up. Oh, oops. <laughs> <laughs> we just did episode 79 with Leslie Gomez. And for those of you who don't know, I'm going to give you guys an elevator pitch about what she does and who she is out here. You just said we wrapped up. Of, yeah, no, 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 no. Leslie Gomez is a Mexican-American female filmmaker and producer in Las Vegas, having collaborated with notable production companies, agencies, as well as independent creatives and directors. Leslie produces film, television, short films, narratives, music videos, as well as live shows and events. She is also one of the co-creators of Coconut Meat Films, a content company that curates content as an artist collective. What were you showing me right now? That was good. What are you showing me? So this is... A, oh, so it is this is 80. 80, my... Damn, dude. Um, so I'm living in the past, guys. Hey, it's all good, man. Yeah, but uh, this know? episode's going to be dope. What do you hope to learn from Leslie? Man, I got so many questions about being a producer because it, it's always in- interested me. Interested me? Yeah. Inter- yeah. You're right. <laughs> I got a lot me. of questions, man. It interested me on like just like how... How do you do that? Like, what's the management and everything? And like, how much money do you have to spend? And how how do you have to? There's just so many things as a producer. I'm like, dude, I'd never do that. Right. Ever. You know what I just thought about? We're doing. We're doing a get rid of them. We're gonna do a t-shirt giveaway, Whoa, guys. T-shirt saying? giveaway time. <laughs> Wait, should we give away? Should we give away a t-shirt? Let's give away a t-shirt. Drop uh-huh. a comment down below and let us know if you want to win a t. No, we shouldn't do. It. Let's cut that out. Yeah, Let's no cut that out. Yeah, we'll, we'll, cut, we'll, cut, we'll cut that out. Man, maybe on the next one, we'll do a t-shirt giveaway. <laughs> no, we're not. All right. Without further ado, <laughs> that uh, introduces uh, somewhat episode 80, my bad, with Leslie Gomez. Leslie Gomez. Every time I come in the kitchen, you in the kitchen, in the goddamn refrigerator. I sure am hungry. Do it. We got Leslie in the house. What up? Hey. What's up, Leslie? What's up? You got a film production company going around, right? Right. Um, it's something called, like that. It's yeah. Coconut, coconut meat. Because I'm looking at the sticker on your. Yeah. On that is so tight. Yeah, it's called Coconut Meat Films. Um, it's pretty much a um, artist collective. So it's uh, production designers, director, editor, shooters. We pretty much use like the same people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like an in-house kind of thing? It is. Yeah. Okay. We we pretty much work out of our homes. So How did you, well, I was going to say, how did you guys come <laughs> up with a name? Before we get to the name, oh. yeah. real quick, for people who are tuning into this episode right now and don't know, you tell them who you are and what you do. Let them know. Let them know. I'm Leslie Gomez and I am a filmmaker. I'm predominantly a producer and director. 
producer and director. Sometimes. Those are two titles that Chuck and I are I not. got so many <laughs> questions. <laughs> so I look, so I'm going to talk about directing. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of know what like a director was and I learned directing from a photographer. Because mm-hmm. b- before, when I first started like filming things with on myself, me, little music videos, I would just show up and shoot what's there. Not really like kind of like, okay, well, turn this way. I wouldn't care where the sun was at. It was just whatever's in front of your camera, you hit record. Yeah. And hopefully you get something nice. Yeah. Uh, now, when you're directing, you actually like tell the talent, hey, uh, move this way. Don't get this close to the camera. You give them a lot of direction, right? Yeah. How, yeah. how, how do you feel the role of being a director versus being a producer is like, which one do you prefer and uh, which one do you see yourself doing more often? Um, I mean... Honestly, I think when you're on set, like you said, it's a lot of like whatever's happening in the moment is kind of like what you're trying to take advantage of. So whether it's, um, you know, literally just getting out of your camera and just whatever you see you're shooting. I mm-hmm. mean, there's definitely a lot of really successful directors that do that. Um, and then there's also some that are they like to take a little bit more time, even if it takes more money or, you know, more patience. And they're like, no, I really want to do this. And, yeah. you know, it has to be this person it has to be this way. Um, so I think both ways are totally awesome. I think it just really depends on like your vision. It depends um, on the project itself, right? Yeah. A hundred percent. It depends on like, do you have a budget? Um, what is the story that you're like looking for? Is it just like on the street or is it something that you have to like create? Yeah. Um, in house. And then as far as like producing and directing, honestly, they both a hundred percent come hand in hand. Um, a lot of directors, like they want to make their own things, their own stories. So they end up producing a lot of it too so by producing it's like you know you're sourcing the location and you're sourcing the money and you're sourcing the camera and the actors and your team so i think they both really come hand in hand mm-hmm. um see I, I used to think that a producer was primarily someone who only like funded the project that is definitely possible i mm-hmm. mean once you're like a producer and you're like at a certain point in your life where you're like an executive producer you kind of just like pick and choose projects that um that you believe in and then you know you put your resources or your time or your money if you have have it uh towards these projects and you might or may not may or may not be the director um for me i work predominantly as a producer and not like in a monetarily sense um Mm -hmm. i usually i'm like okay i know the people um or i find the people to like get the job done you know so um I just kind of like work with the director and I'm like, hey, what do you want to do? Let's do this. And oh, we just like pitch ideas. And a lot of the time, like, you know, I'm just kind of helping them establish like their vision. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is way before a shoot, right? Like how, how far do you guys go back until you like planning? What's the planning time frame? The planning time frame. Well, depends on the project. I mean, a lot of the time it's like you said, it's like, oh my God, we have, uh, you know, two days. we have like two days or whatever. <laughs> oh, okay. And it's like, well, you, are you off? Yeah, I'm off. Cool. And then it's like, oh, we have this really cool like gear that we can like use to our disposal or like, I just found something and I'm super inspired. Let's do it. Um, and so sometimes it's like on the weekends, you know, and then sometimes like right now it's like, well, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Where'd it go, man? You ruined the flow. We gotta start the podcast all start over, over again. again. Uh, and <laughs> I told you you sneeze one more time. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. <laughs> I had to take advantage of that. Um, <laughs> and then sometimes it's like you have this this goal in mind, and it's like it feels so far away. You yeah. know, like you're like, oh, I I know that I want to create a feature film which is something that we're in the you know working on 
right now we're definitely like in the baby steps so we're just kind of like coming up with the concept and the narrative and the story um Mm -hmm. and trying to find like our resources and our people this is over at coconut meat right yes I love that name. He so like much. he just wanted to say it, <laughs> and so you gotta give me one of those stickers. <laughs> yeah, I have a hydro yeah. fries I that I like. I to love put. that name so much. I need to get more. Um, so and then some. Yeah, sometimes it's like, oh, we know we want to do this massive project, but it's gonna take like a year, you Ooh. know, to get started. That's like a year pre-production. Yeah. So you know, sometimes it's on the weekend. Sometimes it's you know, uh, in a month you do you know pre-production work in like a month, mm-hmm. you know. And sometimes it's like, for example, I have a shoot tomorrow morning and I literally put it together like three days ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. What kind of a shoot is it? Um, it's actually for this, um, my friend, she's part of the Coconut Meat Collective. She's a makeup artist. Her oh, name okay. is uh, Caitlin Young and it's part of her Halloween makeup series. I feel like I've heard of her. Yeah, it sounds familiar. Caitlin C. Young. Young Makeup. Oh yeah. I think I've worked with her before. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, she's really good. She's doing this like Halloween makeup series. Uh, she has like 20 different directors, um, and then she has like a bunch of different models and different looks. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Wait, 20 different directors? Yeah. Doing what? Directing? Yeah, directing really? their like look. Yeah. Ah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So not even like a film director, but like a like a set director. Yeah, kind of just like like you said, like a photo, like a uh, photo shoot okay, director. Gotcha, gotcha. Kind of like twenty of them though. Damn. Yeah, because it's twenty different looks. They're yeah. all doing their own look. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I thought that's kind of tight. That's like a competition all kind of once thing. They just stay so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it is it is a competition, but it's also really interesting because some of the shooters are like, even though it's like the same shooter, it has mm-hmm. like a different director, and you can like see the like the differences, even though it's like the same like camera guy it's like you know you have that person collaborating with like this person and that comes out to be like totally different when and then when they do it with this person it's like totally different so it is the same but it's like also weird because it's like we're all like intermixing all the time and like seeing what comes out (laughs) i think just the fact that it's like halloween time too like it's yeah it's october we're in mid-october already i can't believe it but uh, like just getting the vibes of like the spooky vibes like you yeah. makes you want to work on projects like that, you know? For sure. Yeah. It was a really, really good idea for her to do that. Um, It's an amazing way to like build your portfolio and to work with different people and then have like 20 different looks that you can like show off, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. So how did you, okay, now, now I can ask, how did you come up with the name Coconut Meat Films? Or is it films or is it just like a kind of like a is it is it a company is it a film like agency like what yeah, how Coconut would you describe Meat it llc so we don't have an llc yet we do you do um <laughs> <laughs> but um what it is really honestly is like me and my best friend have been making uh short films since we were kids so it's since we were like five mm-hmm. and so that's just kind of evolved over the process of like us just growing and like learning how to do things better and so it is literally that i mean it's nothing like it's just people playing mm-hmm. and um people playing it's people playing and like being creative and coming up with like stuff that they stories and like concepts and ideas and mm-hmm. worlds that they want to create and there's really no um there's really no like oh this is it's a film production company you know what i mean mm-hmm. like we're We'd it's like a, to it's be. It's more of a collective. Yeah, at the but moment. it's more of a, at the moment. Mm. It's like definitely a collective. It's a passion project. Um, we're not like although we work in the film industry, um, and that is our like day job. Mm. Um, this one is a little bit like it's just ours. You know, it's just like for fun and um, it's creative freedom. It's creative freedom, and we hope one day that the creative freedom 
is, uh, you know, is stable enough so that we can see income coming from it. Mm. But it's not something that like we're doing to, we're not doing it to pursue that. We're just okay. doing it because we're like, hey, you know, I have this idea and no one's going to give us the money to do our ideas right now. Just passion yeah. So projects. yeah, I mean, that'd be cool if anybody wants to throw us some money. I, I want to join a project. <laughs> yeah. Chuck and I have been talking about doing a short film for the longest time, but we never, the, the, like, this is our biggest, like, downfall and our biggest, like, hit. Is we're that, not producers. And no, we're no, not. <laughs> we're not producers. We can direct, but it's, like, also, we're not screenwriters. We don't know actors. We don't, we don't have, like, we have, like, 2% of the production company, and we don't really know anybody. So, when we, when it's time to, when it get, 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 to get down to it, our freelance gets in the way. We get busy, and we just don't do it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it, it, I yeah. think the biggest thing is just, uh, and maybe this is just me and this is me just making excuses. But I do want to have like a little bit of money when I do things. Yeah. And mm -hmm. the time it takes and figure things out, like it's just like it's too much time. And I'm like, oh, but now since I know you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, okay. it's a it's not a cheap hobby. And it's also no. not an easy hobby. Mm -hmm. Like everything's so expensive. Oh, you yeah. Know? It's like everything's like, OK, oh. you want. Nah. Well, if you think about just the fact that you have to pay people to be there if they're not doing it for mm -hmm. free you got to pay everybody that's there and then you're also paying for the food that a lot yeah. of people don't even think about water runs out yeah you know uh people go in and out where are you going to go to the bathroom and these even, are all things that you got to think and about if you want to be legal you got to pay permits uh -huh. sometimes and it's uh -huh. just like so um out here like uh do you have to deal with that a lot or is it a little bit more like light out here Running compared gun, to like la gorilla filmmaking i heard la is well there's two yeah yeah la is I feel like, well, from my experience, I feel like other people have told me that it's a lot more difficult to shoot in LA than it is to shoot here. Um, I will say that there's there's definitely, you can do a lot guerrilla style. Don't tell anyone, don't do that. Yeah. I, I, um, I always say this is something I live by. It's better to ask for forgiveness yes. yep. than to ask for permission. Yes. That being said, though, um, there are places where you're like, uh, you, you know, like, don't shoot on the strip. Like, oh, yeah. The casinos, they won't have it. Um, it's not worth it. Allegedly, I flew and my drone down the, the world is like, yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah. Back in the day when we didn't know anything. Was this nothing. was before they, like, they started yeah, disabling there was no laws. the DJI drones. The, mm -hmm. the, you know, because now you can't take off. Like, it has a GPS It literally, in. like, doesn't. Yeah. Move. But back in the day, there was, no, there was nothing to stop it. It was like 2000. 14, yeah, 15. Yeah. And this is no shop though. <laughs> it, I, I love that shop, <laughs> but I can't even, this I can't do anything with it because like, I can't even do like royalty free. Like I, mm -hmm. I what was to call that? I can't even do like a stock footage, a stock, stock footage, stock footage yeah. website. Cause they require paperwork and there's like a lot of logos from yeah. a lot of different companies. Like I can't use anything, you know, no, you other can't. than, it's, other than just sitting on my desktop and yeah, you know? you're like, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm proud of myself. That's cute. <laughs> it's a beautiful shot though. Like I've, I've even gotten allegedly, uh, shots <laughs> over the over the Bellagio fountains and everything. Yeah, that's beautiful. Allegedly. yeah, yeah. Allegedly, and you can steal a lot of stuff, but some stuff is like not worth it because mm. the. I mean, Vegas is super small, so you don't want to like make the wrong people mad and then have oh, yeah. them like not on your team because one day you're probably gonna run into them and probably need them. So, so that's the biggest <laughs> reason. Because like, could they could they say like delete that footage later down the road? Like, let's say you made a video and you filmed it in one of the casinos and they seen mm. it and they're like. Do could they do they have like the right to like be like take down that video? Um or yeah, they do. Damn, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, because they can sue you for like basically like their brand is on your video, you know. Yeah. So it's like if you didn't ask for permission, but a lot of these like it's crazy because I feel like people are afraid to ask too, and I actually am not afraid to ask. So I asked the Stratosphere like recently. I was like, hey, I have a shot. Uh, 
your, you know, casinos in it. It was a beautiful shot. Um, and they were like, yeah, go ahead, use it. And I was like, cool, how much? And they're like, no, free. Just, what? And I was like. So let's uh, go well, back. Well, yeah. What you, you would have said? Con- who'd you contact though? Like who, like Stratosphere? Was it just like their Twitter at yeah. Stratosphere <laughs> Vegas? <laughs> no, I use LinkedIn a lot actually to like try to find uh, people. See? Those are those. Mm-hmm. Uh, LinkedIn, as I get older, proves itself more and more every it day. It is great. <laughs> I've yeah. had people reach out to me that I, you know, even for this podcast that I mm-hmm. never would have found if it wasn't for LinkedIn. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it like helps me. I just like Google or like not Google, but I put in LinkedIn, I'll put like Stratosphere and then it'll show you like all their employees and yeah. I'll kind of like work my way through them. Sometimes I'm not lucky the first time around, but like they'll be like, oh, I can direct you to this person. And then I finally yeah, so good find them. Yeah. Have you ever had somebody oh, from one of the casinos like straight up walk up to you and see you filming and go, I need, I need to see you format your card right now. Yes. Yeah. And you're like, I have. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, yeah, okay, I'm doing it now. And then you yeah. walk away and then you don't do it. See, that's why it's handy to have a camera that has two SD slots. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you can be like, look, I'm sure. deleting it right For now. For sure. Format yeah. the first one, keep the second one. Yeah. yeah. Super smart. People or you it. film a video. No, no, never mind. That's too much. I was going to say, film a video of the screen deleting something. <laughs> you just play a video. <laughs> you just like, you're like, see, it's deleting. Yeah, it's deleting. Look yeah. at the So I, I want to talk about, I don't know if you saw the film that I sent you that, that she worked yeah, on, The Razzle. so dope. Razzle My Berries, is that what it's called? Yeah. Or is it just Razzle? Um, it's called Razzle My Berries. I want to talk yeah. about how that project got started and when your involvement in it was. Okay. Because we watched it and we're very, very <laughs> impressed. It was a very well done film from not even just like the acting in it, but like the, the the shooting of it, the editing, the music, like yeah. it just it seems some like something that would have cost at least in the in the low tens of thousands. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so one let, thing too, real quick, about, that oh. it's it's not out to the public, right? It's not out to the public um, because it's doing its like festival run right now. Okay. So it will eventually be like uploaded publicly. But I don't want to talk too much. Oh yeah, about I was gonna say, story. are we allowed to talk about it? Yeah, yeah no, we can talk about it. I was like, oh, we yeah. got to cut that out. <laughs> no, I really, we, yeah, no. I really liked we can, it. I we, can, like, we took about all of it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Well, walk me through the process of how it came together. Um. Well, you know, I think, so director is Heather Rodis. Mm-hmm. That's my best friend. I mean, the other half to my coconut meat. And she, um, yeah, she started, we started playing around with like this story of, she knew that she wanted it to be an era piece. She knew that she wanted it to be in the 1950s. And um, we knew that we wanted a monster. And then it was like trying to figure out what, why, like what the monster was, what it like represented. Mm-hmm. And um, for for both of us, I think it like, I mean, it can mean whatever you want it to mean, but it was about like, it was about like cruelty and like in the sense of like animal cruelty and also the beauty standards of like, you know, traditional beauty standards and what you're supposed to be like and what you're supposed to, you know, yeah. buy into literally. Right. Um, so that's what we started with. And then um, we just started like writing things down. And then our friend Andrea Walter, um, she's also a screenwriter and a director. Um, she came in and she wrote a script and then we both like adjusted it. So it went through like a lot of changes. Mm-hmm. And then eventually... Um, after like draft six or whatever, um, we were like, well, we don't really have that much time. Like we just have to run with this script and go with it and start pre-production because things were happening very quickly. Um, and so we started to, you know, kind of like think of locations. We walked into uh, Atomic Style Lounge in downtown Las Vegas and it was like perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. It <laughs> I haven't, been, I haven't perfect. been there. 
I remember there's a well, meeting. It's a salon, I, right? Salon. It's a salon. Yeah, they do yeah. like. It's fully operational. It's a real. Totally mm-hmm. fully okay. operational. But it's 50s style, right? Yeah, it's 50s it's, style salon. Retro, see, and, retro. and that's that's so key is using a location yeah. mm-hmm. that you. I don't know. I don't know if you guys have to do much to it, but like, because when I watch it as a as a fan or as like a viewer, like yeah. I'm looking, they built this whole set. Like that's what I think of. You know, like you guys yeah. built this whole set specifically, but that already existed. So yeah. using locations that you have access to that. Yeah. you know, can work exactly with what you're doing is, you know. Yeah, that's key. I mean, that's like key to spe- not spending as much money. And that's also key to like, you know, not spending as much time. It was like we only put a few things in the shop, like the um, all the beauty products and all of the like advertisement and stuff like that, um, which our uh, graphic designer mate, uh, Brooke Aratus, she's um, Heather's sister, mm-hmm. actually. Um, so she created like the labels and all the stuff. And that was the only thing really that changed. We moved a bunch of stuff out of the, uh, salon so that we could like make space for everybody. Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah, it's looks just like that. Dang. Yeah. Well, what would you say so was dope. the most challenging part that you did not see coming about putting that together? Um, the film or yeah. the set? The film itself. Um, uh, it, it actually wasn't challenging. To be honest with you, it was like very fun. Like that's the whole thing about us. And See, the I would whole be thing. like, I got to make labels. Uh, <laughs> never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's, how lazy we have we so are. many excuses. Well, no, I think the key is to like realize that like, obviously you can't make a film on your own. Like yeah. you can't, like there's so much, so much involved. Like you said, there's music, there's like costumes, there's uh characters there's dialogue there's like camera and there's so much stuff like you can't be like i'm gonna do it all i think Mm -hmm. it's really honestly it's your team and you have to like give them the responsibility and the ropes and just be like hey i have this concept it's 1950s it's a beauty shop like yeah do it i don't know and then they come to you and they're like oh what if and they get inspired you know and they're like what if we did this and then they show you like their little their part and then they're excited about it so and then they can you know they can feel a part of it too. And they are. So you're not like directing, you're not doing everything. You're like, you're, you know, you're kind of giving everybody their little like piece yeah. and coming together and doing like an or like an orchestra. Yep. Yeah. How, how long did, would you say it took you guys to put it all together from, or maybe just even shooting and like, how long did it take you guys to shoot everything? Um, it took us, we shot in that salon one day, mm-hmm. which was a very quick day. Cause it was like, you know, we had a lot of actors and so we did all of the the stuff without everybody um, in the morning. And then we kind of invited everybody to come over it like in the afternoon. So we shot that all in like a full like normal day, which is like a 12 hour day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second shoot was at Quantum Arc Studios. And um, that was all of the monster stuff and the cage stuff. And that was one day. So we shot it oh, all so in So that wasn't actually a basement in that oh, wait. place no no that's a different location yeah wow okay yeah learning so much yeah no that was a completely different location so there was atomic style lounge there was um quantum arc and then we went to lake mead so we had three locations overall lake mead was for like the ending scene right Mm -hmm. okay so it's technically three days that that ending threw me off man (laughs) it left me feeling uneasy like i was like that's not how i wanted it to end yeah but it was also like i like like that though i like yeah because i hate it when it's like a perfect ending you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like the, everything goes right. Like, the, I, yeah, that just throws me off. A lot of our, well, all of our stuff is dark and it's like dark comedy. It's funny, but it's also like sad and you're like, oh, so it is supposed to be like, um, 
supposed Bit, to be that way. Yeah. Bittersweet. It is bittersweet. Because I don't want to give. I don't want to give yeah, it away. No. Give it away. No, we well, no, because like, somebody might be like, yeah. "Oh, I want to watch." This. Yeah, no, I'm gonna let people watch yeah. it because okay. it's really good. Let's do it. Uh, yeah. If if it's out by the time or whenever it's out, you let me know and I'll put it in the description for this video because yeah. this episode is gonna come out in a couple of days and I don't know if that's it's still gonna be out yet. So we'll, we'll wait on that. Do you, yeah. Do you know what camera you guys use for that uh, film? Um. Yeah, we used. Uh, I think we used. Yeah, we used the Red Gemini. We just gotten it. Oh. So yeah nice yeah that was um sean gearing he was our cinematographer and um yeah he used the red and what else did he use was it multiple cameras no it wasn't we we shot all of it on one camera um which is like uh, time consuming because you're uh -huh. like moving around and yeah every setup has to be like with that one thing but it's also good because you get to like focus in on like what's happening you know mm -hmm. what about prep time did, did how long did you spend Cause you produced it, right? Yes, okay. I produced it, and I was in it. How how long? I I noticed that <laughs> when I when I saw your name in the credits, I was like, no way, <laughs> what? Actor, yeah. producer, yeah. director. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no? we okay. we all wear a lot of hats, yeah. you know. Yeah. And so I think, like, even you know, Heather, she edited it, so she directed it and she edited it. Oh, okay. And so, like, we're all like definitely like we have two or three things that we're. Mm -hmm. attacking at the same time oh and she also pretty much did like costumes too because we but yeah that's yeah. so many that's so many talents so many and hats. skills in one like <laughs> yeah like for me it's like oh i can shoot and edit that's pretty much it like yeah, it, camera see, wise when i start thinking other things i'm like oh never mind we're not doing this key <laughs> i can't even do audio let's just video only <laughs> so how long would you say it took you like to prep all the like the prep time before you guys actually started shooting like from concept to shooting how long would you say it took um concept issue probably like six months i mean That's and not, not like and not like every day it was mm -hmm. just like we would just randomly have phone calls and then um just like random emails and mm -hmm. uh you know we had like a casting process so we sent out some casting calls and um yeah do you, from do, that, that, do, do, you do that craigslist or how do you do casting calls well, I used to do it on Facebook, but I deleted my Facebook, so I don't know how I'm going to do it now. But oh. <laughs> um, there is also Backstage, that um, like website, and mm -hmm. that one's pretty cool. Okay. Um, actors always go on that. And also, like the the community is so small. Like I, We kind of already know like who we're going to use. Yeah. And um, we're always like looking for some like new people, for sure. Um, but like I already almost like, I'm like, oh, I already know this new person, you know? So... Mm -hmm. We try to like work with different people and branch out, um, but it's such a small community. It's like if you use the same, you can use the same like twenty people. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I want to act. Can you put me in something? Yeah, let's do it. Hell yeah! What do you want to do? Oh, I don't sad. know, but I feel like I have such a unique look. Yeah, nobody looks like me. I'm like I could be like that, like, kind of like Huel in Breaking Bad. Oh uh, yeah, that, that, that security guy. I've never watched Breaking Bad. You never <gasps> Sorry, what? This podcast is over. Yeah, I can't. I can't do this anymore. Did, did, have you watched the new El Camino? Oops. I did. Yeah, I did. How, how did you feel about it? I loved it. Uh -huh. It was completely unnecessary, but I loved it. <laughs> See, look. Okay, so I thought that too. Yeah. Until I read what Vince Gilligan, uh, like what he must be feeling like, because he felt mm -hmm. that Mike got a per he got his ending. Yeah. You, you saw how he how his whole. You guys are talking about the Breaking it. Bad movie, right? 
Yeah, the Breaking Bad movie, okay. El Camino. Just anybody. Yeah, you, can just, you can just tune in, tune out for the next. Spoiler yeah, alert! Just, spoiler uh, alert! Yeah. Kinda... Well, it's not. I'm not, I won't say anything in the, that happened in the movie, but like I like after seeing what Vince Gilligan had to say about it, like so he got his, he got his Walter White ending, he got yeah. his Mike Ehrmanshaw ending, his right. Gus ending. Yeah. But what happened to Jesse? And then that for years, like it always played his mind. What happened? Because you well, don't think about the fact that okay, yeah, he's on yeah, the run. Yeah, but like, know? yeah. But, but it, that could also be part of the mystery. We yeah, don't know, you know. Yeah, I I loved it, and I thought that he did justice to like Jesse's right. ending for sure. I thought it was like well done. Yeah. But I also am torn about it because it like solidified an ending for me, and yeah. it was like I almost rather like have it just be like, oh, it's never gonna end in yeah. your mind. But now I feel like everything's kind of like because you could ask questions about anything, like, well, what happened to Holly? How did she yeah. grow up? knowing that her father was a kingpin drug dealer you know what i mean exactly. like exactly but yeah 100 percent. and like jesse's that. you know his story is kind of like you you just assume like even now i assume that like he's gonna like something's gonna happen see and, and that's what i'm hoping keep on going see like, i'm so addicted to that show I don't, i've admitted this multiple times i've watched breaking bad like 12 13 times yeah. now it's just I, it's just a, such an easy show to watch for it me. is um uh and like i feel like they could make another show yeah. You know, like of just Je- Jesse living in Alaska, trying to get right, and then mm-hmm. something happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? Him getting himself mixed up into something he shouldn't have. Yeah. But then it's like, because there's two sides to it, right? There's that culture of like, we should just let it end and remember it as it was. But then there's also like, kind of like, like, like we talking about Dragon Ball Z. They could have ended a Dragon Ball Z, you know, back in the 90s, but there's such a big demand for it that the studio like kind of has to put more stuff out because otherwise like well you're missing out on this opportunity you and know it's I mean? money too money there's <laughs> yeah. money behind it i mean like yeah there's definitely two sides to that so it's like as a as a storyteller you know like especially i'm sure like a lot of writers are like no like yeah. stop it the story's done you're gonna ruin but a good like thing. as a producer you're like no like people want this and you're you need your job is to entertain and give right. that like right. the, that experience to people so like why wouldn't you and I, I would watch another i would watch el camino 2 3 4 and 5 like. oh yeah <laughs> yeah because that's that's the thing is people who because there's people who don't even like breaking bad yeah right and those people who don't like like the story they don't like the they, they just want kind of like that experience of michael Bayness and all that stuff mm-hmm. like they, they just want the visual animation and all that stuff but you look at Breaking Bad and it's all about storytelling. It's about mm-hmm. character building. It's about metaphors. It's about like kind of mm-hmm. connecting things, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's people who don't like Breaking Bad and those people will never watch whatever else is coming out from it. But the people who are die who are diehard, like I feel like whatever we get, like we're, we're going to love. As long as it's Vince Gilligan. Yes. I don't want anybody else touching it. I agree. I you know? agree with that statement. Me too. Yeah. But we we had <laughs> mentioned, uh, getting back on top of here, <laughs> we had mentioned that you, uh, you take, uh, what's it called? Oh, hold on. Before we get there, actually, I want to talk about the fact that you submitted it to, to you submitted your your short film, uh, Razzle, Razzle, right? Not yeah. Razzle My Berries. Razzle My Berries. Razzle My Berries mm. to film festivals. Yeah. What's that process like? Because we've never submitted anything like that. Mm-hmm. And, like, is it, it, I'm sure that there's, there's costs for money yeah. for submitting it. There's like waiting times. There's rejection. There's approval. How does that work? Yeah, I mean, well, there's a lot of really cool film festivals locally, like in Las Vegas. So there's the Las Vegas Film Festival mm-hmm. uh, run by Wes McDowell and Milo. And uh, we, Wes was my teacher, so we had a really good, like, relationship. So I'd always kind of, like, been like, I'm going to I'm gonna send something your way one day. Um, so he's been running that festival for a long time. Uh, so we submitted to that one. 
and then the Las Vegas Women's Film Festival as well, because the you know the film was like predominantly, well, not really. I'd say it's half and half. It was made by women and men, but mm-hmm. the voice is kind of female mm-hmm. uh, in some ways, I guess. And so I feel like all the actors, except for like the driver, like the cab cab driver, were yeah. every, most most of the most important roles were females. Yes, right? um, that when also Roberto Rad, which was like the um, he was the sort of transgender, if you will, in, uh-huh. in the thing. And so he he's a male, mm, okay. um, but he played a female. Um, and if you want, I don't know. I don't know what he his actual character identified with. I'm just assuming. But <laughs> <laughs> And then, um, so we submitted it to that one, which is pretty easy. You pretty much, you go on Film Freeway. It's called filmfreeway.com. And um, you upload like a Vimeo or, you know, link basically Mm -hmm. to your account um and you kind of pick like your category so there's like you know short films and short film blocks or there's like documentary film blocks so there's feature film blocks so you just pick your doc or pick your um category you send it in and then it'll tell you like in in judgment or being or whatever it is i don't know what what it's called but basically like when you're in the judging process and then it'll tell you like you know you've been selected or like you've been denied or whatever and sometimes your film can be really good, but it's just like depending on like what they're, you know, what the film festival is screening. So like even if it's awesome, maybe it just doesn't fit like their voice as a film festival, you right. know. Um, uh, so, yeah, it's really easy. You just film freeway, just submit stuff. Oh, that's super Yeah, dope. and it's like it, it ranges anywhere from like it could be $20 to like maybe the most expensive I think we've done was like 50 mm-hmm. um, to submit them. That's kind of crazy though. Cause when you think about it, there's so many festivals yeah. in, in the United States alone. Yeah. Not even counting the ones that are like overseas, but like if you're trying to submit to a whole bunch of them, it could cost you thousands of dollars. Yes. Yeah. Know? It's really expensive. Well, like everything in this industry is super expensive, but it's like once, you know, once you get accepted, it's like, we just got accepted into the New York, uh, New York City Horror Film Festival. Um, and we're stoked that we got accepted, but we're also like, cool, well, now we have to, like, go to New York, which is, like... Yeah. Oh, you have to you, go there? Well, we don't have to, but, like, that's what we like. Oh, hell yeah. You know that's a good yeah. excuse. Mm, well, yeah. I'm just saying, I thought you had to be <laughs> that's, there That's person. the thing, well, though, is well, like, it's it expensive, too. It, yeah, and it's exposure, so you can go there and you, you know? can be like, hey, yeah, I'm, you know, whoever made Rouse My Berries, meet people, shake hands. Like, that's how you, like, kind of grow. Build that network. Build that network, build your, you know your body of work pretty much. And so we, we should go, but it's also like, Oh man, that's a lot of like flights <laughs> and hotels. Yeah. We'll and get that, get them bookings well, now. How many people, yeah. how many people do you have to go from the film to represent it? Is it, can it just be one or does it have to be like the whole crew? Uh, no, it can just be one. It could just okay. be one person. Um, it could be whoever wants to go. But it's mm. a good excuse to go to New York. Yeah. Like, I can I'll go, go see my film. I'll yeah, go. exactly. I'll go with you guys. <laughs> I'll okay. go for you. Just to, just to see it. <laughs> And I'll, I'll say it's I'll my see. film. I'll send I've never been to a film festival. Oh, really? Yeah, not even the ones here in Vegas. Dude, you have to come. I'm going to invite you to the ones coming up. They're usually, we have one in the Las Vegas Film Festival is in June. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Las Vegas Horror Film Festival just happened. That was in... Oh, that happened already? Yeah, it just <sighs> happened. Yeah, it was in October. You're right. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. October. <laughs> I haven't been to a film festival Oh, wait, no. It I'm didn't trash. happen in October. It happened in September. What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, next time. One day. One. one day when we're not being Chuck, trash, bro. Chuck, Chuck and I have actually taken part in the uh, 24-hour film project. 
Oh, but really? that was 48 that was hours. The 48 so fast, hour? Ooh, what did I say? 24 hours. <laughs> 24 hours, it, that's it, crazy. In the 24-minute film festival. <laughs> it felt like 24 hours. Yeah. yeah it does. Because it happens zero so sleeps. fast. Yeah, we, we just did one of those as well. Um, we we did, uh, it was called Birdies. What was your, uh, what was the the genre and what was the word or the thing you had to do? You know how like you just have the painting yeah, or yeah, yeah. rose? Or- yeah, yeah, yeah. I, what was our, our genre was, our genre was mystery and our prop was a telephone. Oh, that's tight. Yeah. Oh, damn. That's a really good one. Yeah. I forgot what ours was. Was, Ours was a painting. Oh, yeah. And it was romance. Yeah. And I suck at romance. Uh, First of all, we we had the worst actors. We sucked. We said, hey, man, you're our friend. Hey, I love, hey, Fernando did a great job. You know what, though? Hey, I will say this, though. Wow, what a team. I will will say this. It's He moved out of here. (laughs) We were so unprepared and unexperienced because we'd never done a film of any kind. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, when looking back, it could have been a lot worse. Like I've seen worse films yeah. than the one we put together, but I feel like we could do something so much better oh, now. Yeah. We learned knowing so what we much. Know. So that's the beauty of it. Um, the but, beauty uh, of the forty-eight hour film festival really is to like know that it's gonna like be dumb. Yeah. Like, do not take it <laughs> yeah. seriously because you can't. But no, I mean, but there's been there's been companies or like people out here who form these like 30, 40 people crews. Yeah, and I'm like, we had three, four people. We have four people. Yeah. Well, to be Between honest with you, I have a, always have had a better experience when my crew is smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, I get the 30, 40 crew thing. That's cool. But man, I can't like if I can't hear my people like I don't I don't know what's going on. It's yeah. too much, you know, too much interference, yeah. too many like things. So, multiple people were filming yeah. multiple Ooh, locations. Going back to that, how many people like have you been on a production with? Like, had you produced for like Hadla people before? Uh, yeah, I mean, it can range, but yeah, like, I guess the most people I've been working with, I was just, I was working on Hell's Kitchen, um, Ooh. yeah, season 19 and 20, and it was like, I think it was like a little under 500 people. Whoa. Wait, but producer? Was, or? Uh, assistant production manager. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, oh, dang. Producer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's one thing we're going to get into, because you also do TV, mm-hmm. um, producing and, and kind of like production, right? Yeah. Okay. I, had a, I had an assistant production manager call me. So many. Things. Oh yeah, we talked like, about this. My heart hurt. We talked my about heart this. Still hurts Were they I... mean to you? Yo. Oh yeah. You... Tell the story, man. It was country music Let's channel. Hear it. I want to hear. This it. is back in the day. So like, um, I guess like from what my homie just told me, because he did like a lot the last gig with these people, and he was like, yeah, this guy just moved up from being a PA to. Oh God. Are- I think it's that <laughs> position. It sounds like that position, but he was basically the manager of all the PAs. Mm-hmm. And yeah, kind of something like that. Little yeah. flamboyant, little like, you know, like. He's like a bitch. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know how to, sp- like, he was just rude all the time. But uh, he wanted me to get some food. And we, we, you know, you're on the clock when you need to get that food or yeah. the crew gets OT For immediately. Sure. And I, I was like, okay, yeah, let's go get something. Yeah. And he orders from this place where everything takes like an hour. Mm-hmm. And it's like on a Friday. So it's super packed. So I go there. We had to walk there because it was at the Cosmo and we were in the Mandarin, I think. Mm-hmm. So I went downstairs, went to the place. <laughs> And I was like, I went to go order the food, you know? Yeah. And I look and there's a line out the fuck. The restaurant just yeah. has a line just for its dine in. Yeah. So I, I try to cut, I cut everybody. I tell them like, yo, I'm in a rush right now, blah, blah, blah. Everybody lets me through. I talk to the guy. I'm like, hey, we put in an order. What's the time? And I, I explained everything to him what we need. And he's like, oh yeah, that's going to take like an hour and a half, two hours. And I was like, what the fuck? And then he calls me and he's like, hey, we need the stuff sooner. Mm-hmm. it was like, like freaking out on you yeah and he started calling yeah. me you fucking idiot what are you doing 
and then he'd hang up and i'd be like what the hell and i called again and then he'd be screaming at me again uh, and he didn't because he was he was probably flustered too which yeah. i understand you know but just don't call me stupid like just yeah 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 just be like that sounds like a whole lot of like him not understanding well like being in this business in vegas is a lot different than being in it in other places mm-hmm. i mean every 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 state has their own like difficulties but for las vegas i will say that like the usual stuff like feeding people and transportation is a nightmare because like you have to be prepared to wait because you're in the city of like entertainment and so like everyone's got a reservation so what's like, a tip though <laughs> like should you order just really early uh yeah like no 100 percent. well for first of all like on most sets there's catering because you just mm-hmm. it's cheaper you know and you don't want to ever fall into overtime because right. you're gonna fall into overtime for like f- anywhere from like 15 to hundreds of people that's a lot of money that you just spent on just not feeding them on time yeah so like you just you'd get catering and if you don't have catering and if you're like oh i i you know i didn't realize that my shoot was gonna be five days and now it's now it is and i only got catering for three um yeah order in advance order in the morning and there's always like places that you know like are gonna be able to do it catering i mean cafe rio always lifesaver for me cafe that's funny because that's the one i had to do for las vegas (laughs) like as a pa oh yeah yeah. had me keep going there i was like oh okay shout out to cafe rio um sponsor us sponsor sponsor my <laughs> sponsor shoots. coconut meat sponsor coconut meat um and like yeah just being ahead of the game like call in the morning not not an hour before the song time really you got to call that early in advance yes so like but, for a 12 o'clock lunch you call like at eight nine in the morning uh for a 12 o'clock lunch i'll probably call like four hours in advance Whoa. because for one it takes me like half an hour to get through everybody's very specific orders right right <laughs> and then i call probably on hold for a bit blah 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 gotta go through all the orders put in the credit card like everything takes time and then yeah. once it's done you know then you send your pa to, you know to go do it me and at that point you did the job your pa is not in charge of feeding people that's mm-hmm. a producer or a production manager job the pa's job is literally just to go pick it up and come back right. so like that sounds a whole lot of like him just not knowing how to do his job and also, he was probably yelling at you on the phone because somebody was watching him, and so he doesn't want us to look like the bad guy. Yeah. But what you learned, what you learn in this yep. industry very quickly is that like, you're when you're the boss, like everything is your fault. Oh yeah. Not yep. the PA's fault. You know, it's like you didn't do yeah, your same, job. Yeah. I feel like because I've never even been like I've been a PA, but I've never been like high up on that level. Yeah. I feel like I know to take responsibility for things, man. Yeah. Like, like even if it's something that nobody's getting paid, I yeah. always see things as my fault. Like for example, if I do a shoot and it's free and it's free and I'm, a, and I'm asking a friend for help and they don't show up or they don't fall through, I don't get mad at them. I'm like, well, I should have known. Like I, yeah. and this is a risk that I took. Yeah. You know what I mean? I so. did get yelled at once for taking responsibility for something when I shouldn't, even though it was my fault, mm-hmm. which is very interesting. And it kind of, made sense after they explained it to me but it's like if if you know that something isn't your fault and it's just like circumstantial like don't ever take responsibility for it because mm-hmm. it's like you should be able to be like you know mm-hmm. it's literally not my fault are you able to talk but about what that, it was that you took the blame for or? yeah it's <laughs> it's funny now but <laughs> they probably don't think it's very funny sorry guys but um <laughs> so i was on a big show and um i won't say the name but i was on a big show and I was um, 
basically what happens on big shows is sometimes they like the people and the producers that are working on the shows they like basically live on set so um like their laundry and stuff like that is is through it goes through production it's mm-hmm. production's job to like make sure their laundry's taken care of mm-hmm. well there was this it, it was in vegas and there was this uh, laundromat and it had this name and it was the same name that the producer told me that it that um that it was it was the same title but for some reason what she said versus what the title was like in her head she was like it's a something something wash and i was like oh it's a something something wash google found it looked it up i called them i'm like hey are you guys doing laundry for so and so show the lady said yeah so i was like perfect right so i send the laundry over to to these people they give it back to me none of it is sorted in the way that we gave it to them. So like every person has like their little baggie. Yeah. And yeah. so they like, and their name on it, you know? And you would think like common sense, like duh, like why would you wash them all together? Yeah. Well, they washed everyone's sh- like Whoa. clothes together. So I had this like meltdown because it came back and the PAs were like, like don't know anything. They're just like, it's fine, right? Here you go. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, like people's personal underwear are mixed, are mixed. with each other. Like there's men's and women's and like there's like executives like suit jackets and like I was just like, wow. how am I gonna like do this? So I had to just fess up and be like, hey, I sent out this massive email and I was like, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. This happened, um, you know, I will do my best to like help you sort it out, blah, blah, blah. I spent most of the day in there like helping people sort out their laundry and getting yelled at and bitched out the whole time. And I took it because I was like, this is my fault, you know? But realistically, it is and it's not because yeah, the laundromat, it was labeled. Like each and everything was labeled. Yeah, because they, they come in bags, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. It was wow, bags so separate with names on them. And I called and I said, are you doing laundry for so-and-so show? The woman said yes. I found out later that it was like her first day and she just said yes. She didn't know oh, what I was talking my. about. Oh, the so perfect storm. So it's a storm. really bad situation where I'm just trusting this person, you know, and I'm just like, okay, great. Yeah, all right. Sending my PAs, blah, blah, blah. Send the thought. They come back and I was like, no. But yeah, they told me, you know, not to That's, apologize. Yeah, because when I had to do that once, I they, they had me go to the laundromat and do each one. Yeah. They're like, yeah, you have to do it all. I was like, oh, damn. Wait, they had you do it? <laughs> yeah. Well, weren't you just a PA? Huh? Weren't you just a PA? Yeah, they had me go do the laundry. <laughs> Dang. Oh, wow. For the uh, whole tour bus. I was like, what the hell? All right. Was that for the La- for the I, Las Vegas one? I was just seeing some gross stuff, too. I was like, ew. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is nasty. Yo. This is like, nah. what is dirty jobs? <laughs> You're never getting like, hired ever again, so way to go. Hell no. I'm going to own a produ- production company. <laughs> I'm not going to let them do that to them. Yeah. yeah. So I want to go back to, because like, you know, just like, what are some tips you can give to like somebody who's like a upcoming producer and like. Just like some things you should do mm-hmm. and watch out for. Just like, you know, ordering the food early. Yeah. <laughs> like what yeah. are some good tips that I you've mean, learned on the way? I think one of the the biggest tips is like understanding that your role like you're gonna be put in a position of power. So like your um demeanor on set is super important. So you have to stay calm and collected all the time because you're gonna freak people out. Yeah. Um, I think that's like the most important. Um, even if something's going wrong, like being able to like register it, you know, and be like, okay, how can I fix this? Not just be like, ah, you know, <laughs> um, that and like, yeah, ordering food on time, 
and just taking care of your people. Like your people are not going to put in the work or want to work for you or talk good about you or, you know, offer you more opportunities if you don't like take care of your people. So make sure that they're fed, make sure that they have water, make sure you're asking like how they are doing, how their day is like, you know, treating them, not just like workers, like, you know, um, well, that's the thing too yeah. like people don't people usually remember how, how you talk to them and how you treat them you know they, 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 there's a saying that i heard that like it doesn't matter how good your work is if you're an asshole on set or if you're a kind of person that people don't want to be around mm-hmm. you probably won't get invited back yeah people you know? surprisingly like people remember um how you made them feel right so like when you make somebody feel good like they want to come back around you it's like nature but if they didn't feel good around you like they're not going to come back so right and sometimes you might not want them to, so whatever. But you know, works out at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. So I want to talk about because uh, I'm sure you've worked on all sorts of projects. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from you know the big budgets to the small budgets. What would you say is a common problem that you run into? Whether it's like from a low budget project to a project where everyone's getting paid. What do you think is something that you constantly see that is a problem or kind of like a bump in the road? Bumps in the road. I mean. Like I said before, it's a lot of the bumps in the road, especially in the early, early stages of filmmaking Mm -hmm. are like personality traits. Mm -hmm. I always notice that like, you know, people just have a hard time getting, uh, getting through like the basics because their personalities just don't match. So just like not taking things personally. Mm -hmm. Um, but a common problem, I mean, just. That's kind of a, you kind of answered it when you said personalities because that's not something that people will really think about yeah people will think about oh well you know the money the yeah like not getting a right budget but the or, personality is something that you can't buy like it's yeah. not something that yeah i mean you can money your- money for i just like it, just don't even talk about the money thing because i it's just it is a problem yeah like it it's a problem all the time like you know it's so number one cause of divorce yeah <laughs> it's true money it's not, problems. it's not a problem it's just like it's in it's something that's so inevitable yeah and you just you have to figure out how to get it in order to do life right <laughs> you mm. know so yeah money is always going to be kind of difficult to source uh when it comes to creativity but there are people out there that have money and mm. are willing to play with it you just have to like know the right people um and yeah like there's people that are passionate about creativity and and um community and they're willing to like put something into it to right. see what comes out of it I, I always say um you know if you're getting paid to do something even if you're not if you agree to do something you should always do it as if you were getting paid like for example like you should always treat the lowest pe- person yeah. on the rank at the same as you would the highest person on you know yes. on the totem pole i say you just you know? treat yeah that should be like a human aspect thing just anybody yeah. in life don't think you're better than them and don't yeah. think you're lower than them we're all equal yeah the day yeah and like there's always somebody above you so just like being humbling oh yeah yeah no no no. like for example so like a lot of people don't treat the projects that they work on where it's like oh well i'm only getting 100 for it 200 dollars for it whatever it is but it's like you agreed to do this yeah do it to the best of your ability yeah i mean i would say to those people like either if you if your heart's in it do it and do it 100 percent. doesn't matter if you're getting paid Mm -hmm. but you need to know and like create your own like you know rules and if right. you don't want to do the job don't do it right don't do it that's the people that's the no, thing that people, people are gonna notice that you don't want to be there yeah. you know what i mean so you might as well just do them the justice of not showing say up say no <laughs> say no in advance a lot of people feel like like 
they have to take on gigs. Yeah. Because it's like, well, I'm getting paid and I need to do, and this is my industry. I'm like, well, you don't have to take on every gig, you know, if you don't want to. Yeah. Uh, and that's something that I think, you know, because sometimes I would take on gigs that I wasn't necessarily passionate about. Yeah. You know, and that's something that I learned over my time as a freelancer is to kind of like, even if you're not, your heart's not in it, mm-hmm. you have to be there for the project and for, for the people around yeah. you because they might be excited about it. They might be super excited and, you know, they want your 100%. And if yeah. you're not giving it to them, you're only bringing down the project. So why are you there, you know? Yeah, and I think you really like have to ask yourself why you're why you don't want to be there because I think like a lot of the time, you know, that project or that person might be an asset to you and you should probably say yes. Mm-hmm. Like more than likely you should say yes. Yeah. You know? And um it's not for the money, it's because you're like learning, especially if you're like coming into the industry, like why would you say no? There's like you're pretty much getting invited to to set to have like free education. People love when you ask questions. Well, kind of don't ask a lot of questions. But like people like to feel valued. So like asking questions and then like at the end of the day, you just got paid to like work on something like super fun. Like why would you say no, you know? Yeah. Um unless it's a porn shoot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we all gotta pay our bills. Yeah. Hey, I've done it. Hey, I work with a um industry in uh I guess you, you could call it in the uh, adult entertainment industry. Yeah. Yeah. And me and um my best friend, we work with them all the time and mm-hmm. we create uh curate content for See, them. See, and, and that's the thing is I I, f- I have found because uh, I do a lot of photo shoots around town and, and uh I've noticed that the professionalism on an adult film shoot is more professional than some of the stuff that's not adult films. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're they're like for example, photo shoots. There's always like either a photographer, model harassment, or something like that, mm-hmm. or or p- people don't watch the way they speak to each other. Yeah. The way you speak to somebody says a lot about you. Yeah. You know the types of jokes you're willing to make, or how comfortable can you make somebody feel? How uncomfortable can you make somebody feel? And I feel like in a porn shoot, like I don't, I don't know. I just, I've always felt like it's you can't feel uncomfortable at a porn. <laughs> you can't feel. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you can. That's but, the thing. Yeah. That's it. Maybe and maybe that's that's it. Maybe that's you can't feel uncomfortable at a porn shoot. You know what I mean? So maybe that's why I felt like it's so <laughs> I much mean, more I think professional. At that point, you're at like the furthest point of just being. Most of the people in there are probably like okay with their bodies. You know, they're like yeah. they're they're past the point of just like. And I, and I will say this, like working with adult film stars, like there's some of the sweetest people in the industry. Well, I've never you know? been on a porn shoot. Just want to clarify that. <laughs> but um, I we work with uh, cam girls, my free cams, and those girls are pretty much like they're you know they're in charge of their um, of their job and their the aesthetic, and so we create like music videos and like promos for them. Oh, nice. Um, so we just like hang out with them and just surround ourselves with them, but. 100% like the adult entertainment industry like there's so many different uh colors and types and like sexual orientations that the community there is like awesome it's like going to like a gay pride parade it's mm-hmm. like nobody's judged it's like everybody's super nice yeah um because I think like like you said like after you get to that point like you're there's no boundaries anymore yeah, you're you know right. like you're all the same so it's cool like yeah. those people are awesome AVNs we go every year <laughs> I, I, I want to talk about um uh, what's it called? You are also a live show producer, right? And you, yeah. you, you work and you're working on a show with Roberto, Roberto road, Roberto, Roberto. What's Rad. a live show? Roberto producer? Rad. Sorry. Just like live. It's, live yeah, TV it's, or no, live it's streaming? like, um, no, it's like live. Like I just meant like live entertainment. So like, you know, like the Vegas shows, like, 
Oh, wow. Yeah, like theater, I guess. Damn, you do How that did that too. come together? And what is that um, about? That's new. Mm-hmm. So I just like sort of started doing that. Um, Roberto Rad, he's an actor um, and he he had this concept um, and he wanted to do like um, basically just like a variety show, you know, yeah. and he wanted to be the host. And so we were like, let's do it. Uh, we hit a bod fellows and um, yeah, the owner was super chill and he was super nice. And he was like, yeah, let's try it. Let's see what happens. So um, we created this like kind of timeline concept, you know, over like an hour and a half. We're going to have these acts and you know, this was going to happen and um yeah we just went for it and we got a really good response like people were cracking up they loved it um we also short showed short films in it and um like on a projector on a projector nice so it was kind of like a mixture of all the things that we saw going on downtown but like at once Mm -hmm. so we just made it like into a show right um so yeah whenever i think of variety show I think of uh, we used to work at this company called David Sachs, and they have the <laughs> Ultimate Variety Show or whatever it's called. Uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, uh, there's a whole bunch of different acts. Whether it's like you know the guy that turns and twists, and yeah, you know there's a magician or yeah. there's a dancer. Is that what you mean by variety? That there's those kinds of acts, or is it kind of like just comedy, or is it acting? Uh, no, yeah. So it's it's um there's uh comedians. There is um, a pole dancer. She's like doing this like spider pole dancing thing since it's like Halloween themed. Dang. Um, we have um, an improv group. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have like, um, I would say like more like immersive experiences. So uh-huh. like there's like things that happen to the audience like mid show. Um, and then there's also like little little moments and gaps in between where, you know, suddenly you know, you're watching the projector and there's like, there's a little skit. So um, we film the skits. We have, yeah, every, it's like, it's insane. It's like a lot of things yeah. going on. Yeah. And it happens so fast. You're just like, oh my God, that's a lot of information. Cause you're like, one moment you're watching a pole dance and then the next moment you're like cracking up at a short film. And now like somebody's on stage naked and people are like running around. And then it's just crazy. Yeah. It's a, like wild. That's so dope. <laughs> and that's coming up on October 23rd? Yeah, that oh, okay. is Wednesday, October 23rd. How, is that going to be like a monthly thing or is that like a... We're trying to do like a quarterly thing. So oh, okay. we're gonna do, uh, this one is for Halloween and then our next one will be um, for February for uh, Valentine's Day. Oh, nice. Yeah. And that, is that, that that's happening at CMXX? Yeah, we moved it over to CMXX because we kind of outgrew our... Our, our stage already now, is, that, is, that, is that the one in downtown because uh-huh. it's so small is that the one yeah. in downtown or the one at the boulevard mall because i heard they have a new location too now Thanks. oh no wait you're right that's uh that's uh what's it called that's not cmxx that's a uh, junction junction complex, complex. Yeah. yeah i believe it's like run by the same people yeah um tenes yeah, yeah. Who we've had him on he's a dope dude yeah yeah yeah. yeah so um but it's at cmxx downtown las vegas is where where that show will be mm, okay Nice. Right, so you you do a whole bunch of different things. So like you not only do you are you involved with like music videos, but you like you do uh uh short films, you're doing live shows. What yeah. what what do you say is 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 what you want to do? Is there is there a one thing that you want to do and why or is it kind of like a you just like doing everything? Yeah, you know. How do you see it? People ask me that question all the time and it's hard to answer, but basically I think I think like my my passion is really just to like um, see things happen and see things come to life. So mm-hmm. in whatever capacity that is, whether it's like a, a photo shoot or a film or a um, film set or mm-hmm. a live show, 
I just like I love seeing something come from like concept to like creation. Um, it's like manifestation, but in creative work. So yeah. I just uh, yeah I don't know I I don't know exactly um, what I'll be doing in it's the future. Probably bigger projects. Um, basically. Yeah, I don't know. I, I do know that I want Coconut Meat films to be like a thing. I want us to like actually make like feature films and be able to show it to a lot of people. I want to have a T-shirt that just says that. Coconut we have, meat we films. have them. I want a T-shirt. Like, I want to, I, I want to have one that. With Coconut Meat is just so tight. Yeah. It just sounds so good. It just like, sounds like you, it makes good indie films. We still, don't, we still don't <laughs> talk about how you guys came up with the name. So I was thinking about that. and I was like, they're definitely going to ask that. Um, and you're going to have to invite. Heather to explain oh, that one to you. Okay. She has to come. She has to come on stage. Okay. She's probably going to bring her dog, but. That's oh, fine. That's, that's a no-go for me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm allergic uh, to dogs. She hates I'm dogs. Just, but she has a story because I didn't know either. Um, And for a while she was just like, isn't it a cool name? And I was like, yeah, it is cool. And like, we just, I just never questioned yeah. it because that's just like how our relationship is. I was yeah. like, oh yeah, it's funny. Hot. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm just the same way with Keem. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, tight. And then. Um, I just pictured like a cute little cartoon character. Oh. Yeah, like a coconut made out of meat or something that. Kind of like that. What's the, the the name of that game? The indie game. Fruit Ninja. No, it was on Netflix. It was a documentary about in, uh, indie games. Super Meat Boy or something like oh, that. Oh, Super Meat Boy. Yeah. Super Meat Boy. <laughs> what the? That's what it is. You've never seen that? No. Okay, there's a little video game character That's called hard as fuck, Super yeah. Meat. Yeah, yeah. Super Meat Boy. It's kind of is it, is it kind of like Super Mario? Like the concept of it? Yeah, it's like a, it's a 2D platform. Well, in the the beginning of all of our films, like there's this little like voice that's like coconut meat. There you go. And, it's already and so there. it's kind of uh-huh. like, yeah. Who did that? Um, that was Heather. She did that. She was very bored, I'm <laughs> sure, course. in the middle of the night. There's, there's and the she's character right here. Oh. Oh. He looks familiar. <laughs> he looks familiar. You know that game. Yeah. That game was huge. Yeah. I didn't know about it until the documentary came out. And like, and um, it, just to end it, I guess, it's just like, uh, you do directing as well. Right. We didn't talk about the music yeah. video she did for Zelda. Yeah, because I was gonna say I love that video. I was like, yeah. Damn. First, first of all, let me just say that's how I found out about you because uh-huh. I've known Zelda since high school, oh, and cool. uh, I, I, we did a photo shoot recently. But uh, she, she did, was on the podcast as well. She, yeah, she was on the podcast as well mm-hmm. uh, last year. It actually was a year ago. Yeah, bro. To, not today, but this month. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because it was October. Um, but yeah, we saw the video for her song. Uh, was it a sub- submarine? Uh, heavy submarine. Heavy submarine. Mm-hmm. And then we saw the Spanish version of it, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a did, now you, did you direct and, and produce or just produce? I directed it. I directed and produced it. Um, yeah, it was for the Las Vegas Film Festival. They have a um, music video block every year, so they pick five directors to um, to to direct something. They just kind of like pick them, and then they they marry them to like a you know musical artist wow um, that's dope yeah but i actually found zelly myself i was like you know what i want to dig deeper and i want to find somebody like completely different um because it's like the same people um in vegas as far as like music is concerned i, I couldn't find anybody that i was like i haven't seen i've seen their stuff like, i saw I these rappers i've seen them already like i just <laughs> I, so i was digging and i found <laughs> zelly and and i liked her style so I, I hit her up, I think it was like on Instagram and um, I was like, let's make a music video. And it was a week, b- week before mm-hmm. um, like the deadline to decide. And so I was like, Whoa. if I don't decide, I'm just going to Wait, it was out. a week. You picked her a week before it was due? Not before the music video was due, uh, but okay. a week before like I was assigned to like decide. So like, <laughs> did they reach out to you to do this video or was it? Yeah. 
Yeah, they reach out. How to does me. one get like picked to be part of this, or is it just kind of like you put your name on a website and hope that they pick you? Or no, you have to like direct other things and then oh. like kind of show that you're like. So if you're like us and we haven't directed anything big, so shit out of luck for you, bro. No, you know, that sucks. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> no, you. I guess we'll have to make that that short film <laughs> yep. one day. One day. <laughs> <laughs> we got a producer now, so. <laughs> No, they just kind of like they they're like, Oh, is she working and doing stuff? And then they um they choose like from there. And they choose like such a variety of people, like, you know, people who are like just starting and then people who are like more experienced. Just to you know, see what comes out. Because you yeah. just never know, you know? Yeah. So when well, you direct are you yelling at people? Ooh. No. Are you a yeller? No, no, no. They're just like, Okay, I want you to do this. Like are how you, no, like, are you, a, us, how do are you, you a passive aggressive? No. <laughs> No, I'm passive aggressive in real life, but I'm not passive. <laughs> I'd rather have somebody who yells at me than somebody be passive aggressive. Because I'm like, I don't know if you're serious right now. No, I mean, on like, honestly, like, not to brag about my people, but on my, yeah. like, there's no, there's no reason to yell. Like, there's nothing to yell about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, everything's already done. Like, so yeah. I'm like, perfect. You guys have an awesome like, location. Like, everything just looks so good in that video. Yeah, that was um, Garniceria, Guadalajara, uh, yeah. off of Craig. And, um, we just walked in there one day and we're like, hey, this would be such a cool like spot for um the music our music video. And um the lady was like, yeah, sure. I was like, oh, okay. Well, you, okay. you just walked in and asked and she yeah. said it's cool? Yeah. <sighs> I know. See, you that never know. That almost never you happens. Ask. You just ask. You got to ask. <sighs> yeah. You never know. Every time yeah. I ask, they're like, no. Oh, man, I'm, I'm going to have you start asking for Because <laughs> they're like. Because <laughs> they see you walking in with a T2I and a kit lens. <laughs> Get that shitty ass camera out of here. Swap me, swap me camera. Craigslist renting camera ass out of here. No, no, no. Uh, no, they didn't even know. They didn't see my camera, or my gear, or my work or anything. I was just like. They probably thought you were going to come in with like an iPhone. Oh, it's for a school project. Yeah. They yeah. were so impressed when I came in with like yeah. a crew of like 15. They were like, whoa, this They're is like, like a big commercial big for us too. <laughs> yeah, 100% actually. That's see, so yeah, something like that could land to potential work one day. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know so what, what about the crew for the video did you p- had to pick everybody for that was on set or was that picked for you no i um they they only pick the director and then the re- director picks you know who they're working with so i nice. um yeah i picked tate tate mccurdy he's a cinematographer yeah he's dope uh-huh. he is dope so one thing uh another thing too is like do you storyboard it out or do you let tate kind of do the the filming no. or No, I mean, I like most of the time, I feel like the director like has a little bit of um, an idea beforehand. So how I do it is um, I create like a a vision board. Mm -hmm. So I'll just get on like Google Docs or whatever and I'll kind of source like different um, shots from like other movies or like other music videos and like different colors. And then, um, so you know, I'll write like my notes like this one is not the same shot, but I do like the costuming in it, you know, Mm -hmm. and like this one, like I... Like I stole, basically ripped off of Gwen Stefani's Luxurious when she's like laying in candy. Yeah, because I was going to say the candy, mm. t- the candy part is tight. Do you uh, do anything off top though? You're like, oh, this would be cool. Do you do that a lot or not really? Like on set? Yeah. No, everything's already kind of been talked about. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So like we'll walk through the set like before. I mean, every director has their own like way of doing it. Mm-hmm. But like I walked through the set um, before everybody got there, like blocked it out, you know, uh, blocked out the day. I was like, we're going to start here. We're going to move here. Mm-hmm. You know, this, these are the lenses we're going to do in this room. And these are the lenses we're going to do in this room. And then like he'll have a conversation with me and be like, oh, are you sure you didn't want to do it from like this way? Because, you know, her eyeline's going to match better if, you know, she's looking 
this way and you know if you mm. want to cut to that and so he kind of gives me his input you know expertise in like the camera you know and um and then i'll just tell him like you know i want it to feel warm and i want it to look like kind of yellow and be like soft red yeah, tones and yeah and then he'll just you know magic that's so dope <laughs> that's so movie tight. magic yeah that's i hope to have one a video like that one day and one last question because i always forget y'all what so what does a director of photography do is he just uh, how the whole scene looks and the lights and everything what yeah. did they do that's how you know chuck's never done anything before. <laughs> What's a DP? What's a what's a director of no, photography? No, those are do? great questions. Like I honestly feel like a lot of people don't it's know. A cinematographer, this stuff. Like, right? That's what it is. Uh, yeah, director of photography is the same as the cinematographer. Right. Um, it's just like the verbiage is. But sometimes they don't touch the camera, right? Sometimes they don't. No, some, there's sometimes they have like their operators do it, and then sometimes they do. Like, um, basically, the director of photography is like the director of light. Mm -hmm. um so you know sometimes they they just kind of decide what it's going to look like and they'll like map it out basically and then if you have the budget of course like you give and then you give that to like the gaffer and then the gaffer has like their electricians and then like their yep. grips and like their grip and electrics so it like it could be anywhere from like one person doing everything to like 50 you know right, right. depending on like how big the production yeah because i've known like a director of photography to be not only the lighting but the framing <sighs> uh the mm -hmm. and uh what's it called the actual lens that goes on the camera yeah because different lenses do different things to the image yeah and you want to also the director of photography communicates with the director on what they want because yeah. the director of photography at the end of the day still works for the director it's yeah. the director's the director's final image is directo directo director's uh final final <laughs> thoughts and everything is like what matters i was just wondering because i was always yeah. like what is it because I've seen DPs not touch the camera. I was like... I'll tell you what, right yeah. now, we are neither. <laughs> no, we are nothing. We're not even cinematographers. No, this is actually beautiful. Oh, thank actually, you. Actually, like... I actually I, had a buddy of mine who... I was, like, legit, like, impressed. I was Aww. like, this is you a like nice our flag? You like our flag? <laughs> That's yeah. our flag tinfoil flag. Tinfoil flag. Hey, Stays I use it, too. there forever. <laughs> we had a... I had a... I don't know if you know George Orozco. He does a lot of music videos. I don't uh, He does... He's done a lot of videos for, like, Hopson yeah. and for... Uh, uh, he's done for, stuff for like the game he's done some pretty yeah, big stuff big, uh, but anyways he's out in California uh, we've never met but we've been like internet we've mm -hmm. been following each other for a while and I uh, showed him the podcast set up he's like I need to raise that light up higher and I'm like bro it's a podcast you can chill <laughs> <laughs> no but some people get really crazy like you watch yeah. all these YouTubers and like their lighting is like <sighs> serious I'm like, oh yeah. yeah i mean it doesn't it look it looks pretty good like our main goal for the podcast was to have it kind of like light us while in the, independently uh -huh. of the background yeah you know like we, so we can change your background color which we actually forgot to do but that's fine <gasps> it, it, look, it looks good no, what colors did you want we gotta we gotta change yeah. the colors now. we'll go out with a bang well i can't do it because i you, you yeah do you don't have the lights yeah. i got you what, um, what lights do you what, what the philip hughes um you're a pink I, I'm damn. That's how you know I'm stupid. Purple and uh, <laughs> turquoise, I guess. Green. Uh, we had do, green and purple. You can do what? Let's do, let's do coconut meat. So let's do Ooh. blue. Blue. Or like, maybe. And then. You should show her this well, monitor. So maybe she can like see. more. I, I don't want to break it. Oh, okay. <laughs> and what's the other one? We have a janky monitor. Definitely pink, but the blue. Uh, let me see. Ooh, oh, that's the pink. Good... Let's do pink. Yeah. Pink all the way. Let's do pink all the way. That other light's not as strong, dude. The Dude. other Philip Hughes. Oh, oh, that's nice. I like that. You like that? That's all pink, though. Oh. Didn't you want all pink? No. No, blue and pink, Let's right? Let's do blue and pink, yeah. There you go. 
Ooh, yeah. We have to be careful with this monitor because it's super janky. Yeah, we've had it for we like don't three use it years for now. <laughs> we've never used it for three years, and the minute we want to use it on a podcast, it's like super. Oh. What it went out? It, it went out. Oh. That's fine. Good we're job, Leslie. Mid. I broke the. I broke it. Because you want your damn colors oh. changed. It's all good. You got it. <laughs> I think we pretty much hit yeah, our one hour mark. Yeah, we definitely mark. did. Uh, we appreciate you taking the time to come on and talk yeah, to absolutely. us. Absolutely. Thank you. Give for us your me. thoughts on the film industry and what you've done. Yeah. Uh, we learned a lot. I know Chuck for sure did because he didn't know anything coming into this. <laughs> I don't know anything. Or we're gonna go ahead and put all your information in the description down below for Thanks. everybody who's listening or watching. Uh, you have any last words you want want to kind of like leave off with or? I just want to say thanks for like, you know, taking the time to talk to people locally about this kind of stuff. I feel like uh, there's not enough information out there on on this kind of stuff. So it's cool. See how much I learn. Yeah, we want to expose like kind of like because there's so much stuff that we don't know and we've been doing like because yeah. I've done music videos we're the morning done, dinner later I've done weddings <laughs> I've done quinceañeras <laughs> I've done adult <laughs> films I've done, so, <laughs> I've done so many things he, he can't outro this legally I feel like we're at a, I feel like we're I'm at an interview right now yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that. good back yeah. but there's good things that up. I still constantly learn from the guests that we have on so that's our goal with it yeah. So. Yeah. thank you again yeah we're gonna put all your information down in the description down below thanks everybody guys. who's tuning in thank you guys for tuning in and we'll catch you guys in the next morning dinner on the next coconut meat <laughs> <laughs> every time I come in the kitchen you in the kitchen in the goddamn refrigerator I sure am hungry that wraps up episode number 80 with Leslie Gomez I don't know why I screamed that that was a dope episode man <laughs> that was really good yeah uh, I but don't a lot. oh shoot you know what I forgot to tell people at the beginning don't forget to like, subscribe. Dog, stop hitting the damn thing. <laughs> Sorry, Like, man. subscribe, and leave a comment for us because we you know love what? all them things. Leave a comment if you like that new Joker movie. Ooh. Oh, there's a little bit of controversy for you. And if you don't, hit that like button three times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, thank you guys for tuning in and, and making your way all the way to the end of this episode. It's probably like 0.05% of you guys that make it all the way through the end or maybe you're doing laundry maybe you're kind of just chilling on a sunday afternoon or a monday afternoon and you're just like you know doing your thing at home and you got the podcast running in the background and you like the sound of my voice you like or the sound my of, voice and and you like the way I that we speak that we talk to each other maybe maybe you know i do that with the Vaughn's podcast sometimes you know, he just gets down, down, uh, rub, down. <laughs> Bro, dop, dop, he, just gets down, he just gets down and dirty, man. That's why I like Theo, Theo Vaughn's podcast, bro. <laughs> That's what I was trying to say the whole time. <laughs> no, I like how he, how he kind of just like talk. It just, it's just him talking to the camera and he'd be like, yeah, you know, man, I just been feeling super ungrateful lately. But I uh, yeah, thank you all for tuning in. Shout out to Theo Vaughn. We'll get him on the podcast one day. Him and him and Bobby Lee and everybody on, everybody on JK. Shout oh, yeah, out, shout so out JK Films. Yeah. Thank you guys. That was a long intro, outro, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll catch you guys in the next Money Dinner. He said, <laughs> All right. It's not that. Mm. All right. Peace. Love you, dog.